0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm giving today's homily, which is a, a short reflection on the lectionary passages we have just heard. So I had the privilege this week of leading a session, you know what? Symposium this week in Fredericton and uh, in endeavoring to teach a delightful gaggle of young people about the importance of telling and trusting their own stories, I chose to share some experiences I have had um, as an autistic person in which others have written their version of my story. I selected some passages from my psychological assessments, uh, which are reports put together about the facets of my experience that were deemed important for other professionals to know. And I switched the narrator's voice from addressing somebody else about Renata and what she does to addressing me personally about the things you do. Regardless of whether or not the psychologist who wrote these assessments intended this, um, I have always read these stories this way. So here is an excerpt from a report describing me aged 11. You work best within structure, but don't typically create your own. If you have knowledge of an area, your ability to problem solve can be exceptional. However, if you don't know the subject, your approach will be quite below average. In conversation, you have difficulty maintaining attention if you are not interested. You will drift into your own thoughts. If you are interested in a topic, you will monopolize the conversation. You have difficulty labeling your feelings. Stories like these have always deeply disturbed me. I have often been afraid that they might be true. That I might not have enough power to make the structures I need. That I might be quite below average if I dare to try something new. That I better learn to stay out of my own thoughts when a conversation isn't speaking to me and that when I am excited, I better not take up too much space. That I do not know my own feelings. Over time, I have been able to separate the precious from the worthless in stories like these. I have found language that resonates deeply with my inner mystery, and I have used it to describe my experience from my own perspective. The journey that has led me to finding this language and the capacity I have to share in this language are gifts from God that I am deeply grateful for and I have reaped privileges from this capacity. I've received affirmation as a person with something to say and most tangibly, I am being given the floor to speak and teach. These two are gifts from God that I treasure. However, I think the scriptures, particularly the ones that we have just read, remind us of a higher calling that we have as the church in affirming the voices of our siblings in Christ. I think that we are called, as the body of Christ, to do more than be on the lookout for the Holy Spirit in the exchange of well-articulated words. There are many deep insights to be found in speeches and in texts, but we cannot forget that there are many ready to prophesy right now who do not choose to speak in this way. In the Acts passage we have just heard, we see the power of the Spirit to communicate across gaps in spoken languages. But this is not the full extent of what God has done in giving us the Spirit. God has given each of us tongues of fire, divine breath, Food from her hand that sustains our life force. Gifts of every kind. When the witnesses to Pentecost remark, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. These tongues are the tongues they are talking about. Our own tongues of fire. It is not just words that are being shared in the Spirit. It is a deeper magic that goes far, far beyond. If we forget that this magic is what energizes us as Christian community, not just the exchange of clearly articulated language, we are leaving crucial members of the body of Christ behind. I think often of my autistic siblings in Christ, of our diversity in communicating our inner worlds, and how often our contributions are shared for us, especially when we are children. I think of those who find writing or speaking anxiety-inducing, those who are still learning to use language coherently, or those who are losing their capacity to do this. For some, words are not the dominant tongue with which they communicate. If we pay attention, we shall see indeed that the whole body of Christ is in bloom and blossom. music, in shrieks, mud pies, apple pies, flapping arms, dancing in the grocery store, sloppy kisses, big toothless smiles, marker scribbles, even on the walls, embroidery, not to mention the marvels that we see in creation beyond what humans contribute. Each voice has deep, deep dignity. And they will prophesy. This can be ignored, but never denied. Thanks be to God. My hope is that as we continue to affirm and celebrate those in our communities that have the gift of speech as we traditionally define it, that we are all looking for ways to give just as much support to ways of speaking that are different gifts from God. We do ourselves a profound disservice if we allow any person's capacity to contribute to our community to be treated as a problem to be solved. Embracing the diversity of our spiritual giftings often takes patience, and creativity. We won't always completely understand each other, um, but I think holding and forgiving the tension, because if we don't forgive, what are we going to do (laughs) with it? Um, Of the mysterious ways the Holy Spirit reveals themselves is far better than attempting to translate all that we see presented to us Into the language with which we are most comfortable. Too much is lost this way. Take it from someone whose experience has been translated many a time. And so, this Pentecost, remember and celebrate the sheer abundance of spirit that is ever flowing in each one of you. And look around person and us, as the body of Christ, find ways to love each person in a way that puts what they have to say in the spotlight? How can we support each other in doing the things for which each of us has been sent by Christ? We have a pulpit, or a music stand, (laughs) uh, that we are eager to share, and thanks be to God for that. But how else can we make space for people to show us the Holy Spirit moving in our community? God bless you, wielders of sacred flame. Fan and be fanned. (laughs) Amen. So now we go from this place back into the world. To to proclaim the saving message of God in word and action, in challenge and compassion to all creation. And we go in the confidence that comes from knowing that Christ's limitless grace, God's infinite love, and the Holy Spirit's relentless companionship always encompasses us and are always within us. May God, the Creator who made heaven and earth, bless, bless us with creativity and wonder. May Jesus, who walked through fields and cities, bless, bless us with kind hands and listening ears. May the Holy Spirit, who is around us and within us,
1: bless, bless us with the courage to be caring and just.
0: May we work and walk in the strong love of the Trinity, all our nights and days.